Saving for retirement is important, but it's not a plan. On today's show, we're going to show you some ideas on how to turn savings into a successful retirement plan and show you what happens at the end of your retirement. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He's also president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the eastern seaboard. And you can check out his website at laurelws.com. And he's also an independent fiduciary with over two decades of experience. Welcome, Steve. How are you today? I'm doing great, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So lots of interesting topics to talk about today. Um, just saving money for retirement. Well, that's a good start, definitely. But wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, how much you need and how much how it will be distributed rather throughout your retirement is equally important. So we're going to debunk some retirement rules of thumb. And the first one up is the 4% rule. You hear about this one so often. Yeah, no, and it's very this is one of the most important rules that we're going to debunk probably in all of retirement distribution planning, because the 4% rule has been prevalent since the early 90s when it uh, was authored by a, a, a Dr. Bengen. And when he created the rule, what it, the rule first, what it says is that if you have a, a stock and bond portfolio, that you can withdraw 4% a year without running out of money. Now, when he created that rule in the early 90s, interest rates on bonds uh, were much higher than what they are now. So... Number one, that's that's not we're not in the same environment to begin with. Uh, studies at Wharton and in other places in academia have have subsequently debunked uh, that rule. The other the other reason it's been debunked is because it presupposes that the most efficient allocation is a stock and bond allocation. When in fact, uh, what further studying has shown is that. If you actually use a stock portfolio with other types of income investments, not bonds, you actually get a smoother return and your money lasts a lot longer. In fact, if you adjust for inflation with a stock and bond portfolio and you withdraw 4% a year, then you have close to a 90% chance of running out of money. So is there a better way? Yeah, absolutely. It all starts with your goals and how much money you need to spend. Um, but it's important that you understand the 4% rule because it's a, it's kind of an industry rule that's self-serving. Meaning when you see these commercials on TV, like, uh, the orange money or the green line, mm -hmm. uh, the stuff that you see in commercials, right. a lot of that is based on a 4% distribution and they say, Oh, you need this much money to retire. Well, there is no magical number, um, that you need to retire. It's about looking at your overall portfolio and then lining it up with your goals. Yeah, and that's one size does not fit all. That's that's for sure. 
Um, always to always defer taxes as long as you can. Now, why is that? And not so good? this is, yeah. So we I run into this all the time because I deal with a lot of state employees and I deal with a lot of federal government employees, and you know they've been it's been drilled into your head that you should just keep deferring, keep deferring. Now a lot of the times, if you're working for the government, you'll have a a pretty significant pension. And what happens is, is by you plugging money into a pre-tax account and deferring it till you reach minimum distribution age, which is 72, you now have a sometimes, you know, a, a seven figure and sometimes a large seven figure balance in pre-tax assets. Well, at 72, you have to start distributing from it. So what happens is you're taking a, a six figure distribution from your retirement account on top of your pension and social security, and you're catapulting yourself into a higher tax bracket, meaning you can no longer control your tax bracket. And so it might make sense if you're looking at doing planning on an individual basis, there are certainly times where it makes sense to start distributions earlier to level out the tax burden over a larger number of years to help better control your tax bracket. Okay, okay. And what is the 80% rule? Can you give more information? So this is one that you might have heard before. Yeah, so a lot of, this was one that was very popular um, when I first came into the business about 25 years ago. People would say, oh, well, you can retire on 80% of what you're making now. And JP Morgan commissioned a large study to try and kind of figure out if that, if that rule was right, and they were hoping it was. Uh, and what they found was actually 27% of the people spent more than 20% more than what they were spending pre-retirement. And what they what they found was there's actually a spending surge in the first year of retirement. Why? Because you're you're doing some of those aspirational things that you you put off uh, prior to retiring, like things that you wanted to get done, like trips and things like that. And a lot of times you might be changing where you live now. People think, oh, downsizing, I'm, I'm spending less money. But that's not necessarily true, not in the first year or two, because now you're you're moving, you're paying to maybe fix up your house before you sell it. Then you're paying to get furniture in the new house. You're paying from, to move some of the furniture that you're keeping. So your actual spending goes up quite a bit uh, that, first, that first year or two of retirement. And uh, typically, because you have more hours in the day, you're now trying to occupy yourself and you're spending more money doing that. Whereas when you're working, um, you're focused on work and you're not necessarily spending money during those hours. And so what we do in our plans is we, we look at uh, crafting a well-defined goal. So we're going to look at what you're actually what your lifestyle is going to look like in retirement and what that costs. And we have, um, we have the ability to overlay inflation project taxes and we can show you if you're if you're saving uh, is going to hinder you later on in retirement meaning that you're not going to be able to control your tax bracket so we will show you what your minimum distributions will look like and we're going to offer that plan to the first 15 callers today and that's absolutely free 
And that number to call, Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And this is for retirees and pre-retirees. Common sense planning and straight talk is to have financial double talk and a sales pitch. You just need to sit down and get a financial roadmap put together. And Steve, he'll translate that complex financial world into something that just makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. Callers the call in will uh, get that review. It's going to show you where you are now. But most importantly, the review will show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. In short, you have nothing to lose. Call now and don't delay. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. What's coming up next, Steve? Well, we often talk about the importance of a written financial and income plan for a successful retirement. If you're in that financial red zone, planning is critical. And so we're gonna give some tips to help you get there when we come back. Thank you, Greater Orlando, for spending some of your Sunday with us. You are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve's the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He's also a fiduciary with over two decades of experience and is a sought-after speaker. He's been brought in to train advisors at some of the largest financial firms and insurance companies across the U.S., and uh, we were mentioning about um, planning. It's That's the number one thing when it comes to retirement. You have to have a plan in place. Um, and we're going to start at the beginning with planning. Some things you can uh, do to kick things off that will help both you and your advisor make sure that you're on the right track. Um, number one, when do you want to retire? That's so important to know. <laughs> Right. And we often talk about this on the show. You, you're going to enter retirement one of three ways. Either you're going to retire on your own terms, meaning you're going to choose when you retire. Someone else is going to tell you it's time to retire, meaning you get a pink slip or laid off. Or God is going to tell you it's time to retire. Either you go, you go into uh, the, you know, you go in the sky or, or you just physically can't do it anymore. And so ideally you want to retire on your own terms. But it's good to know for planning purposes when you would like to see yourself walk away. And if you're married, it's a, it's a conversation you really should have also with your spouse, because especially if there's a disparity in age, because maybe um, you don't want your maybe your spouse doesn't want you to retire and sit around the house while they're working all the time. And I think we we've talked about that right, before. Right. That can lead to some all sorts of other friction. So we're you know uh, we're we're not going to go into that again today, but having that kind of target date in your mind of when you want to retire is, is critical for planning because if you know the the ultimate date that you want to retire by, then you can kind of align your investments with that date in mind. And so, um, and the critical period is usually between three to five years from when you're going to retire. Now, the good news is, is if you haven't done this planning and you're within three years of retirement, it, you haven't missed the boat because Lucky for you, the stock market has been pretty good for the last ten years. So uh, you have you have uh, you're in a good spot that if you needed to reallocate as you're getting closer to retirement, you still can do that. The reason we say three to five years is because you want to have enough time if the market was in a, a terrible market like 2008, 2009, for those investments to come back up a little bit. Okay, 
Yep, that's that's definitely good to know. Also, too, another important factor for retirement: what will your lifestyle look like in retirement? And this is this is so important, and it's because when you retire, it's not just your paycheck that stops. It's a part of your identity. It's forty to fifty hours of your week. So you want to have a plan on how you're going to spend your time. And once you know who your social interactions are going to be, what are the things that you're going to be doing during during your day, then you can kind of assign a cost to it. And it, if you have a, a number in mind, it makes it a lot easier to plan. And you want to make as realistic of a projection as possible. But it's impossible to make a realistic projection unless you've actually given some thought to how you're going to actually spend your days. And so it's a work in progress, which is why it's so important to work with a financial advisor who's doing ongoing reviews because your life changes and you want to be able to measure your spending because when you're, when you're putting together a plan, you're, you're, you're making a projection of what you're going to spend, but you don't know a hundred percent what you're going to spend. So you want to be working with an advisor who's tracking your spending and saying, all right, well, this is how much you've actually spent over the last three months. Are there things that you're not doing that you wanted to do? Are there, are there, are there things that um, you're doing that were kind of one-off expenses? And so you can make better adjustments as the facts on the ground change. You can make better decisions if you're measuring and you're working with someone who's helping you do that. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, also, um, what, uh, what after tax rate of return do you need? Yeah. So again, what that, what that segues into is if you know a, approximately what you're spending, then you can look at your assets and say, all right, I need $70,000 a year to come from my portfolio. I have X amount of money. How much of a rate of return do I need to allow my money to, to last me until I'm say 90 or 95 years old? And once we know that rate of return, then we can find the investments that get you that return with the least amount of risk. And so that's your your goals are making the allocation decisions, not some cookie cutter target date. So you're you're looking at you're basing your decisions about your allocation based on your actual goals and what you're actually spending. Okay. And another one to tie in is what your what is your risk tolerance and uh, what needs have to be met when it comes to that? Right. So you don't want to, there's a temptation when we retire to, to be overly conservative and to, you know, to move into things like CDs and bonds. And part of the reason the 4% rule got debunked is because interest rates are substantially lower than they were in the early nineties. And so a lot of these rules of thumb and, and kind of advice that we've heard from maybe our parents' generation doesn't really apply because interest rates were so much higher uh, at the beginning of their retirement than than it is than it will be for yours. And so you have to look at different different types of investments and you need to usually you're gonna need to still have something growing for you in retirement, meaning you're going to still keep some stock funds and you don't want to go a hundred percent into an annuity or um a hundred percent into anything. So you want to have a mix of stocks, maybe annuities, uh short term bonds money markets. You want to have a little bit of everything, but you want to have it in the right proportion. Okay. Okay. And we've got one more and that's what piece of the puzzle is social security? 
Yeah, so Social Security for a lot of people is going to be one of their main income sources in retirement. So when you start Social Security is a, is a really important decision. And so you want to be working with someone who's, number one, working with people who are in retirement or nearing retirement that, are, that understand how Social Security works, that has the ability to, to run a maximization report for you if you're married. Um, and it all tracks back to that spending, right? So if you, if you can't live without collecting Social Security in retirement, then you need to go ahead and start it when you retire. If you, if you have other means, then it's a decision. Which, which, which horse do you ride first? Do you take from your assets or do you start Social Security? And so looking at that, you have to, you have to kind of gauge, all right, well, how much is my investments going to return? Would I be better off taking from my investments or would I be better off starting Social Security and then keeping the money invested and deferring? And so it's very hard to make that decision outside the context of a plan, which is what we do and what we're we're offering today and we, the phones have been lighting up this first segment but we uh still have eight spots left and um we're going to put that together absolutely free to the next eight callers and it's going to it's going to show you uh which 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 horse to ride first it's going to show you hey here's what your investments look like now and based on the way you have it invested here's what we're projecting your investments will return here's what your social security will grow by if you defer it. And here's some here's some strategies on when you claim and what the best and what the what the best time to claim is. So give Steve a call at 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. And folks, there's this no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation. To find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement, pick up the phone and call Steve. He's an advisor you can trust. He's there by your side. He's listening to your concerns and plans for your future. And he is a fiduciary with over two decades of experience. You know, he's, he's got all that experience to help give you peace of mind when it comes to your retirement. Let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Another segment's on the way, Steve. What's coming up? The end of your retirement and why it's important to know how much you'll have when we get back. Welcome back to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. And you can check out his website at laurelws.com. He's president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. And he can help you out with so many things, including estate planning, financial planning, long-term care, and so much more. So, most of us would agree there are plenty of dinner seminars regarding estate planning. Um, but uh, how do you know which documents and vehicles you're going to need? Well, let's break through the noise with realistic estate planning. Um, first one is what is an estate? Can you yeah, so the basic definition. What, yeah, so your estate is basically what's left over when you pass away. So the end of your retirement is quite naturally an estate. 
Um, and so the two work hand in hand, re retirement distribution planning and estate planning. And so we want to know what that number is at the end of your retirement, because if we know the number at the end of your retirement, then we can make better decisions. So if we know, hey, look, there's going to still be $300,000 left over at the time you're 95 and pass away, who is that money earmarked for? If it's earmarked for your kids, let's figure out a way to get them the money the most the, in the most tax efficient way. If it's earmarked for a charity, there might be things that you could do today. And so these are some of the things that uh, are the larger discussion. The other thing about estate, uh, you know, your estate and estate planning in general is what it does is it spells out what you want to happen. Now that doesn't always happen the way you want it to, but it's about being organized. Unfortunately, like so many things in life, because death is an, uh, you know, an uncomfortable topic, we, we kind of procrastinate and, and wait and wait and say, oh yeah, I'll, do, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But what happens is if you pass away without any kind of plan in place, then it becomes very challenging for your family. And if you've ever known anyone who's passed away that wasn't really organized or had, you know, money at 15 different banks and had stock certificates in a safe deposit box, then you know what it's like to have to administer that because you're trying to find what that person had. And so if you have a cohesive estate plan, then it really helps you. It, it helps not you per se, but helps your family. And it, it just makes it makes things flow a lot, a lot better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next question is, what is a probate? Yeah. So probate, great question, is uh, it's basically the legal reading of your will. So what the probate process is, is that the court reads your will um, and then an executor will, will um, be in charge of the estate and the accounts will move in, the assets will move into an estate account and ultimately be distributed. Now, these dinner seminars that we talked about at the beginning, a lot of times they're going to scare you about probate. Mm -hmm. And so probate is a, it goes into the public record in the court. So there's a, there is a little bit of a lack of privacy in terms of it becomes a public record. Um, but in general, probate itself is not as scary as they make it out to be in some of these dinner seminars. Um, and there are a lot of easy ways to avoid probate. So any account that has a named beneficiary is going to avoid probate. So that's most investment in assets today. So that could be like your 401k. It could be a brokerage account where you did a transfer on death. It could be a bank account where you put in trust for. So anything that has a named beneficiary is going to avoid probate and go straight to the beneficiary, meaning it's not going to go by your will or any other type of legal document. Okay. All right. All, all good to know because you know, many people have that question. They're not too sure about it. Or like you said, people try to scare them in some of these seminars that go on. Um, another question is, when should I have a trust? Or yeah. So that we, I get this question all the time. And again, a lot of it traces back to these seminars where they, they scare you and say, hey, you need to have a trust. And, and, and it's certainly a revocable living trust is a good thing. I'm not I'm not discounting it. Uh, it. What it does is it takes assets that normally you can't name a beneficiary on that would that would be probatable, and it puts it into a trust, and the trust then owns it. 
And if it's a revocable trust, you actually, as the grantor and, and, and the trustee while you're alive, um, control that asset. There's also irrevocable trusts. So irrevocable trusts are used for a variety of reasons. Uh, historically, they were used to avoid estate taxes, but estate tax, the, the estate tax threshold is much higher today than it was 20 years ago. Um, so they're not as necessary, but there's certain Medicaid advantages and long-term care planning advantages to irrevocable trusts. The thing about an irrevocable trust is that it's exactly that, it's irrevocable, right? So when you put the money in, you no longer control it. It's no longer your asset. You're the trustee who cannot be you uh, is now in control of that trust asset. Now, why it's important to know what that end number is and who the money is earmarked for. So let's just say um, you have a, an estate worth $2 million. And uh, I'm going to give you a real life example from one of my clients. So mm -hmm. I had a, a, a couple win uh, the lottery. And so he won $7 million um, and he unfortunately was um, HIV positive and um, ultimately passed away from AIDS about 18 months after uh, he, he won the, the lottery. And his partner then inherited it, but he passed away uh, about six months after um, the, the winner. And so what happened in that situation is when they won the lottery, rather than paying tax and putting it into their bank account, they knew that they had this diagnosis that was terminal. Um, thank God today there's a lot more treatments. This was uh, in the late 90s. And so they set up a charitable trust. Now, they didn't have to pay tax on the lottery winnings. They got an income from that while they were alive. And the money that was left over went to fund AIDS research and is still doing good in the world today, 20 years later. And so even though both of them are gone, their money is still, is still doing, you know, doing good in the world. Yeah. And so, and, and that's great. And it, you know, is it trust for everybody or who is a trust best suited for? So it really depends on what the goals are. And so that's what we look at in our plans. Now, in our plans, we're going to kind of show you, here's what you have now. If you live the lifestyle that you want to live, here's what's going to be left over. And who is that money earmarked for? And then we can come back and do strategies uh, on on the best, the best types of vehicles for you today. So we're going to look at the estate plan from a financial standpoint and say, all right, here's how much money is going to be left over. Uh, based on the way you have things invested now, hypothetically, and who is that money going to? Well, here's the best way to get them that money. And so we we still have uh, four spots left. So you know, if if you want to call in, we're we're going to do a comprehensive retirement distribution plan. You're going to know, you know, an approximation of what that number is going to look like when you're 90, 95 years old, and uh, you have greater clarity. And that's that's something we're, we'll do for the next four callers. 
The first step is to sit down with a financial advisor. And if something we're talking about today resonates with you, whether it is tax planning, maybe the Social Security, it's health care, or just that overall big picture, maybe you want a second opinion, give Steve a call, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. You just want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals. You want to give Steve a call and take the stress out of planning for your future. Again, one more time, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Just one more segment left, Steve. What's coming up? Well, it's been a busy week for, for listeners sending questions, and we've got answers right after this. Thank you so much for listening. You are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. Cookie Cut, you know, that's a good appropriate term uh, or non-appropriate term because there's not one size fits all when it comes to retirement planning. You want someone who's going to listen to your goals and your plans and, and put that personalized plan together for you. And, and Steve, he's the guy to do it. He's got over two decades of experience and is a fiduciary. It means he's taking your your goals and what's important to you in consideration. He's not out there pushing a product or trying to get a commission. He listens to what is important to you and, and you know, all the available resources that you have and put that plan together. Make sure you are, you're, uh, you've got everything set for retirement and not to run out of money when it comes to retirement. Because that is retiree's biggest fear, is it not, Steve, that they run out of money? Yeah. Yeah, every survey has bared that out, that the number one fear of most retirees is running out of money. So Yeah, and you help yeah. your clients on a daily basis, making sure that they don't. So it's... Yeah, that's, that's what we strive to do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we've got a lot of questions from listeners. We're going to answer a few of those right now. And all these come from neighborhoods in the Orlando area. First up is Phil in Holden Heights. He says, my spouse and I are 70 and 67 years old and retired. We have a fixed and a variable annuity. Is this a good investment for monthly income? So, Phil, it's, it's really hard to to say definitively it's good or, or bad. It's it's whether or not it's the right fit for you. So there are, there are fixed annuities that are good. There are variable annuities that are good. Um, it really depends on what your goals are and what you know what you're trying to accomplish. I'm in general not a huge fan of variable annuities just because they're so um, loaded in fees. But you know, it, depending on when you purchased it, if it's um, you know if you've had potentially great growth in the market, it, it, it you know you might you might have a a higher income base that you could then use for retirement income. So. Without looking at the specific product and, and overlaying it against your goals, it's really hard to know. But I don't I don't dislike annuities. Um, it's just you want to make sure that when you purchase an annuity, you're purchasing it for the right reason and it's the right fit. Okay. All right. Good to know. Next up is Vince in Catalina. He says, I'll be 64 years, 64 years old this year, and I'm thinking of taking Social Security benefits at full retirement age and putting the money in a money market account for four years and continue to work until age 70. 
I would put a thousand in monthly and use the rest as a safety net for now. At age 70, I'll retire and have Social Security, the money market account, and my 403B. Should I wait until I turn 70 to start collecting Social Security? Lots of variables there. Yeah, tons of variables there, Vince. A the very detailed question. So let me try and give you as simple of an answer as, as possible. No, I don't like the strategy that you're, 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 you're laying out. Um, but here's why. So you're still working. You're taking the Social Security. And you're, yes, you're, 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 you're saving up a little bit of an extra cushion. But now that Social Security, if you waited till 70, would be growing at 8% a year. So that's a government guaranteed 8% growth that you're getting in the, the Social Security. And you're, you're taking the money now. So you're putting it into a money market account, which likely is going to give you one hundredth of a percent interest. So you're not getting it's equivalent of keeping it under your mattress. So you're not getting anywhere near 8% in growth on it. Now, you mentioned another kind of moving part there is that you need more of a safety net. So that's why I would say the decision needs to be done in the context of a plan. Uh, you know, so if you actually needed, if you needed to the social security to be able to meet your monthly expenses, that's a different story. We certainly don't want you taking out credit card debt or incurring debt um, when you could have just collected social security. So it's really looking at what your lifestyle is costing you. If you have a shortfall, if, if you have enough to get by it, the answer is, is if you have enough to get by taking it out and putting it into a money market is not the right solution. If you don't have, if you can't live without the social security, if you're going to end up incurring debt, if you don't start the social security, then, uh, then starting social security would be okay. But in that scenario, I wouldn't take the thousand dollars and put it in a money market. I'd put it systematically into some type of investment. Okay. All right. As I said, that was a really involved question. So good, good, good there. All right. Next up is Craig and Conway. I'm 60 and my wife is 59. One of the biggest disagreements we have about our pending retirement is how to estimate the future returns from our savings. These returns will dramatically affect our finances in retirement. What approach should we use to get a reasonably conservative estimate of future returns? Okay. So this is a great question, Craig. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So you've all been to uh, the bank or, or some type of financial services firm where they've presented you with a, a mutual fund tear sheet, and it says on the bottom, past results are not indicative of future performance. And it's really important to remember that in retirement distribution because you want to look at the assets that you have in your portfolio and where they are relative to their long-term historical average. What do I mean by that? Well, the stock market over the last 10 years has averaged close to 14% a year. If you were to take your stock assets and project out at 14% a year, I think that's an overly aggressive assumption. So the long-term trend in the stock market over the last 200 years is about 95 to 10% a year. Usually when things do substantially better than their long-term average, there's a period where it does worse than their long-term average. And so what studies have actually shown is that where you are in an asset class relative to its long-term historical average determines your return more so than the past performance. So what you want to do is you want to look, you want to work with someone who's using forward-looking projections 
and taking each asset class and making realistic capital market assumptions. So if you're in large cap stocks, they're not projecting out at 14%, maybe they're projecting out at seven or seven and a half percent because of where we are in the market cycle. And so I, I definitely think um, you wanna you want to always err on the side of caution and it's better to use an overly conservative estimate because what happens is if you're wrong on an overly conservative estimate, you just end up having more money, which is not the worst thing in the world. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And again, this is something you take your clients through on a daily basis. You go over all these variables because there's there are so many because everybody has an individualized situation. Yeah, no, there. I mean, like we, we say over and over, there really is no cookie cutter solution to retirement. It's about looking at your your goals, your lifestyle, and what you want your money to accomplish for you. And, you know, we we try and make ourselves available to the callers of our show, and we still have two spots left, and we're going to put together a absolutely free, uh, comprehensive retirement distribution plan. And that number to call, Steve, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Again, this is an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. The callers that call in, I hear the phone ringing, so you want to get in now. They're going to get that comprehensive financial review. It's going to show you where you are now. But most importantly, the review is going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be for your financial future. And put you know put all your goals into place. You've got nothing to lose. It's a free consultation. And Steve, he's got over two decades of experience and is a fiduciary, taking your needs and your goals for your future into consideration. Again, that number. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This hour just flew by, and it's been a lot of fun. Learned, learned a lot of new uh, information today, Steve. I'm looking forward to next weekend. As am I, Teresa. Thank you, Orlando, for spending part of your Sunday evening with us. Mm -hmm. And I uh, just want to say thank you again because the response uh, has been tremendous, and I feel like people don't say thank you enough in our, our industry. So um, tune in next week, same time for the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso.